Welcome to the Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and your community health system, Goshen Health. Get started on your own path to living vibrantly. The first step, Goshen Health. Visit livevibrantly.com. This week's podcast episode, Sound of the Economy. Welcome to the Sound of Goshen. I'm your host, Vince Turner. Today's episode is the Sound of the Economy. Brought to you in part by Everance. Ground your finances in values like care, hope, and sharing. Everance. Today we welcome Brent Miller, who is the director of Everance, Michiana, as we take a look at the economic outlook for 2022, both nationally and locally. And of course, we'll also talk about finances and the economy on a personal level. And, and Brent, I would imagine that, you know, as the headlines continue, over the last couple of months, uh, one of the, the biggest things you do is answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, Vince. Yeah, it it uh, we do we do uh, answer the phone mm-hmm. and, and and help people with their fears yeah. um, that that's going on either in the media or in their personal life. Mm-hmm. You know? in, in in listening to you know heard it at the coffee shop or you know yep. I was at the Olympia and somebody told me this and and, yep. and that kind of thing and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but. First, let's talk a little bit about Everance. Mm-hmm. Um, just you've been there twenty years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just talk a little bit about about what Everance offers and in kind of the mission statement that Everance has in helping people deal with finance. Yeah, uh, good question. It, it, Everance itself is a unique organization, and the fact that uh, we're not just a bank, we're not just investments, we're not just insurance, uh, we're all of those. And so uh, we we deal with the insurance part, the protection piece. Uh, investments. Uh, we like to hang our hat on uh, helping people integrate kind of their values into their in- investments. And sometimes that's a process of, of kind of going all in mm-hmm. or just kind of dabbling in that. Um, but also the other area that we, we are unique from a financial services company is we also provide charitable um, uh, planning mm-hmm. and help people uh, kind of navigate you know assets to give, how to give those and so that's kind of unique of, of, of financial services, usually on asset accumulation, not giving that money away. So that's one, where, one way that Everance is very unique there. Well, and that was my original introduction mm-hmm. with the organization back when it was known as, as Mennonite Mutual Aid. And I was doing development work at Basher Children's Home, and we used MMA at that mm-hmm. time to do charitable remainder trusts and other uh, different types of investments. And I just think it's rather unique for that synergy to be able to say, okay, in, in taking care of your finances, in being responsible with your finances, there is so much more of a big picture than just simply how much wealth can you accumulate. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a neat process with people too. So, so, so often people kind of think of charitable giving, legacy planning, as something that I do when I die, mm-hmm. uh, when I pass. And, uh, you know, empowering people to give now, see uh, the, the kind of the fruits of their labor, uh, be put to good use. Uh, that's that's a neat process with people of kind of saying, you know, what you don't have to wait uh, uh, until your will uh, or your estate kind of divvies this stuff out. So those those are an interesting process, and and it's also uh, uh, very unique right now in the fact that there's a lot of appreciated assets. We're going on a market um, that's mm. been up twelve uh, uh, plus years now, and so uh, you know, get, getting people to consider um, kind of uh, limiting that, that, uh, capital gain there uh, has been unique. So, so let's, let's take a look at, at first of all, 2021, uh, from an investment standpoint, and especially 
from an investment and financial advisor's standpoint, was it a little bit like riding on a roller coaster? Oh man, it it, it has really been interesting. Um, and in quite frankly, uh, it's 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 kind of one of those situations where um, you know, I really do feel like uh, it's kind of the boy who cried wolf type thing mm-hmm. that the market is going to correct at some point. But you know, again, we're going. 12, 13 years now of positive rates of return there. Um, so it really is um, uh, been a long sustained growth and you kind of trying to prepare people for that market correction that just hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so just trying to be that little birdie on the shoulder um, to kind of say, hey, don't listen to the water cooler talk or, you know, don't be looking at that saying, oh, I want that. Uh, kind of be thinking of the why behind it. So it, it really has, uh, in a way, we've had to, um, you know, a lot of times financial advisors say, I, you know, you, you get paid to do this, blah, blah, blah. We've really had to earn our money, quite frankly, uh, over the last 12 to 24 months because people have had a lot of questions and there is a lot of op- opportunities, options out there that look good, but is it in the best interest? There are two things on the national scope, two buzzwords, I guess you could call them, that I wanted to ask you about because they are at the top of the news list. And one would be inflation. You know, we just got word yesterday that consumer prices have gone up 7% over this last year. Um, and, and taking the politics out of it, because you can get both sides, you can get several different sides. As a financial person, when you're looking at inflation, what areas are you most concerned with? And what other areas would be, hey, just hang on, we're going to get through this? Yeah, uh, really kind of, kind of, I like to tie back to kind of personal planning with that. One thing, um, when job market's going well, when, when income's going well right now, a lot of people are hiring, a lot of people are kind of making career changes here. Um, it's a good market. And one of the things that kind of people get into a lull that we saw um, uh, in '08 in was not having enough in reserves. And so that's, that's a big thing right now is you know that inflation is going. So what that's kind of telling you is where that's going. It just means things are going to be more expensive down the road. And are you earmarking funds to be able to prepare for that um, in the form of emergency savings, et cetera? So, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's interesting. Doesn't necessarily, and in, in, it will tie into the, the market in general. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of allows us, um, the inflation idea is kind of allowing us to kind of say, are you prepared? Are, are you ready? Is your, fi- is your family finances prepared for what could happen over the next 12 to 15 months? Because I, I do think that that's a big question mark, is what, what's going to be put in place to, to combat those types of things? It's interesting because you, know, you talked about 2007, 2008, and you talked about having reserves. And the commercial people that I chat with, commercial bankers, have all said the same thing, that companies that responded to 2007 and 2008 learned their lessons. A lot of companies learned their lessons. Their lines of credit aren't as high as yep. they had been before that crash. They've got more in reserve to prepare for what might come uh, because of the, the adjustments they had to make in 2007, 2008. But there is a difference between companies and businesses and personal finance. Are, are, have people personally prepared themselves in the same way that companies have prepared themselves? Um, I wish I could say yes, um, but I, I do think that, that it kind of goes back to that long uh, period that mm-hmm. we've had of, of, of growth here. Um, 
one of the best thing or the thing that's a challenge of being in financial advisor working in the investment industry is when everything's going well um mm-hmm. it's it's actually very emotional that when things are going well that's when you should really kind of be thinking okay am i planning for the next phase here and when things are going bad that's where you kind of want to hunker down and kind of keep maintaining course and so i think i think that's the challenge right now um with individuals is is just kind of getting used to oh i got my 401k statement that looks really great um works going well are they planning for um you know the inevitable mm-hmm. uh bad rocky times there so uh for me i i would say um with the longevity even kind of some of the most uh kind of uh disciplined investors and financial planning people are kind of getting lulled a little bit because it, it has been a, a good market for the last 12 years mm-hmm. So it's more than ever, it's time to have those conversations with your financial advisor. So inflation is one of those words that I think has hit the headlines uh, consistently. Another word that pops up is the Fed. And and people are looking at what the Fed's going to do in terms of liquidity, in terms of interest rates, uh, in terms of how they're going to battle inflation and and other issues. Uh, Obviously, in your position, you watch the Fed pretty closely. Uh, although nobody has a crystal ball, do you have an idea of how the Federal Reserve might approach things in 2022? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I guess for for me, um, and, and we 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 I, I'm actually more on the client side of it, mm-hmm. and then than the internal corporate side of it. So our our internal uh, investment managers may have something to say different or kick <laughs> me under the table. But I do think. Personally, and just kind of observation-wise, I, I do think that it's going to be a slower pro. I don't see things changing dramatically overnight, mm-hmm. um, but it will be interesting to see when you start to kind of loosen up those screws a little bit that have been in place, what happens and, and what triggers that. Um, you know, and, I, and I do think my worry um, with that is, is as that, those interest rates start to go up, if you think back to the 08 uh, market correction, Really, it wasn't at that. It was other issues that kind of caused that, that mm-hmm. like the the uh, the banking, the lending, uh, kind of triggered uh, that that sell off and people running for the hills with the market. Um, you know, I I am a little bit concerned about as they loosen those screws and, and start to increase the rate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what happens out of that? So right. I, it's even more important that people need to be thinking about that um, of of what will happen as those interest rates do go up. So it's, it's a question of, you, know, you talk with your investment advisor, talk with those folks, just don't call them every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you shouldn't be looking at that yes. stuff every day. I yes. mean, it just, it's just going to drive you nuts. There's a reason why investment's called long-term, yep. and, and it's pretty important. Let's look locally. Mm-hmm. Um, you born and raised in the Goshen yep. area, um, uh, baseball, basketball at, at Goshen High School, went to Bethel College, his, You've come home and you're raising your family here. You've mm-hmm. watched the economy here for a long time. Uh, what's your, as you look at the health of the economy locally, what's your observation? Well, I think for me, uh, being born and raised here, it's it's uh, sometimes, again, it's it's neat to kind of go through town and, and, and see some of the things that have changed so dramatically mm-hmm. since, uh, you know, I was a teenager even. Um, and a lot of, of opportunity to recognize the, the investment that we've made in this community over the years and very proud of, of the growth that we've had there. So for, for me, um, you know, being a part of this community, um, I, I, I love the way education has continued to morph uh, and grow, but just the overall look and feel that you can kind of see the maturity of this community 
Um, but now just being able to work in this community and see some of the great individuals behind this, mm-hmm. we, we have a really great community with uh, people that are passionate about this community that want to give relentlessly um, time, talent, energy uh, back to this community. So it, it's a, uh, it, we're in a good spot. I'm looking forward to see. There's a lot of really neat things going on right mm-hmm. now um, that will be interesting to see where um, uh, this community is f- five years from now. We have bucked the trend uh, nationally for a long time now. We are still one of the largest manufacturing counties uh, in the United States. And one of the reasons we're riding the wave is because we've been able to hang on to manufacturing. But as you look at it from your advisory standpoint, are there some things that we need to be aware of looking down the line where we can continue to support manufacturing, but we also try to develop some alternatives? Yeah, I, I do think, uh, you know, just like investing where you mm-hmm. don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, um, you know, that's a challenge for us uh, in this community of manufacturing. And it, But I do think um, it's a slow process. I, I do think that we've seen change uh, incrementally over the years. I think we need, just need to continue to do that. You know, manufacturing is going to continue to be our bread and butter. Um, even 10 years down the road, I don't see that changing, mm-hmm. but I do, I do think that we can be intentional about kind of layering that and, and what are the opportunities. Well, I think we that. sometimes get caught in that either or trap, yeah. you know, that, that, that we have to, well, we can't be this dependent on this industry. We have to move on to this. Well, you can be both and rather than either or yep. uh, you can continue to support your bread and butter and then yep. you can explore other alternatives. Another aspect uh, that I know a lot of your clientele involved in that sometimes gets overlooked in Elkhart County, but it's such a major part of our economy and that's agricultural. Yes. Yes. Very, uh, very much so. And, and, uh, uh, that continues to uh, be something that also is impacted by the market right now, supply and demand. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you know, the, just visiting with clients that, that are part of that, that, uh, industry to see some of their, they talk about a roller coaster, uh, that they've went on over mm-hmm. the last five, 10 years. Um, that that's changed, but I do think, I do think that, uh, that's going to continue to again, be a part of our community, uh, for a long time. Uh, it, it, it's, it's note that, that, that industry is very interesting though. in the fact that you have a generational, um, you know, you, you, how does that industry mm-hmm. survive 10 years from now when, when kids are moving away, who's going to, who's going to take over the farm, et cetera. So, um, that it, it's more on the planning part of that that will be interesting to see how agriculture changes over the next 10 years of, of how do family farms kind of stay relevant. And I'm speculating here, but I would guess that because of the roots in the MMA and now through Everance and the clientele that, that you have such a large percentage of, that you do have a number of folks who are trying to figure out, okay, this is our greatest asset. This is our land. How do we move forward? Yep. And that's a difficult conversation, is it not? It really is. It, uh, not only uh, on a planning standpoint of doing that, but also kind of thinking of tax ramifications of that. What's the best way to, uh, is, it, is it best to sell the farm? Is it best to transition that farm? So it, it really is something that you really have to kind of sit down and spend some hours really talking mm-hmm. about what's, what's, what's the plan here and then, and then how do we best accomplish that plan? Because it's not cut and dry of, this is exactly what you have to do. It's depending on everybody's situation. Yep. So. Sort of like we learned in grade school, slow and steady yep. wins the race. Yep. So, Brad, I would have to ask you, um, as you look at 2022, uh, strictly from that best advice, uh, trusted advisor perspective, 
what would be a couple of things that you would advise people to watch for themselves in this first quarter to make sure they're okay throughout 2022? Yeah, I, a couple things come to mind on that. Um, again, kind of going back to this long time period of mm-hmm. growth here. If you haven't reallocated in the last couple of years, um, I know there's a lot of people that haven't touched that stuff in the last 10 years. Really go in there and say, okay, um, this is where I started at, or where do I want to be at going forward now? Um, because things do change. If you haven't reallocated that in 10 years, your, your circumstances, I guarantee, <laughs> has changed in 10 years. So really kind of think about what do I want to do? Uh, how do I want to manage these funds over the next 10 years? Um, because when you, when you wait until the market does correct, um, what, what happens is that just take you, you would be better off doing that right now and, and taking advantage of those gains if you are going to take your, your foot off the gas there. So that's number one. Um, then number two is, is, um, you know, this is a changing, it's, it's a good market, but it's also changing right now Mm -hmm. on, on the tax standpoint, on estate planning stuff. Um, again, that's something that if you haven't done or you, you, you kind of crossed that off your list, uh, 10 years ago, uh, Brush those, brush that dust off, and and re, reopen those documents, and make sure sit down either with a professional that drafted it, or um, just reevaluate that. Is this what I want to have accomplished there? Because so often people kind of put that check mark mm-hmm. and say, "I've done that," <laughs> and 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 uh, haven't looked at it because um, things change, yep. and not not only uh, in your in your personal situation, but also uh, uh, tax laws. Uh, uh, giving laws, estate planning laws, et cetera. Well, there are a lot of good companies out there and a lot of good people, and Everin certainly is ready to take your call yep. if, if need be, so you can get a hold of Brent. Brent, appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. The, the, the chat goes fast uh, with a lot of subjects to cover, but good luck as this year unfolds. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me on. Our thanks to Brent Miller of Everance, the sound of the economy, brought to you in part by Everance and is a presentation of the Goshen Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Vince Turner. Thank you for joining us.